Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. To start with, let's uh, get back to what's happening here in Hamilton uh, with the, uh, of course, the Red Hill fiasco that's going on. I, obviously, you need to know no more about the story than you already do. That there was a report that was withheld by somebody on city staff about six years ago, and it had to do with the safety of the Red Hill Valley Expressway. Uh, there have been deaths on that road. Uh, counselor, we're not counselors, rather, we're not told about this. Uh, and now there's a hue and cry uh, to, well, get some answers on this. The initial response from city council was to have their auditor general uh, look into this. Uh, I disagreed with that, and I think many other people in the community disagreed with that and said that you can't have th- that somebody in the city doing this. It, for the sake of, of an, an unbiased opinion, you need outside eyes on this. Well, the next step, of course, is a judicial review, and we talked with Councillor Brad Clark about that. Laura Babcock from Power Group is on here also advocating for that. And uh, a number of other people are jumping on side with that idea. Is it the best way to go? Let's bring John Best into the conversation, publisher of the Bay Observer, as he joins us here on the Bill Keller Show on CHML. Good morning on this snowy day, John. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Bill. Thank you. Good. Uh, listen, let's get into to what we need to do going forward here. And, and, and what I want to try to do here is I understand the anger and the angst about this. I, I, I understand it totally. I mean, not just for the families that have had uh, fatalities in this, but for everybody who's wondering what's going on here in the interest of transparency. It, it, it's, it's getting a little crazy on social media with some of the accusations that are being made and, and some of the suggestions. So let's see if we can sift through that and, and, and maybe get some pragmatic answers as to where we need to go here. What, what are your thoughts on this, as, as you seem a little more has developed over the last few days? Well, uh, I spent some time yesterday um, watching uh, the tape, uh, and thank goodness that uh, City Hall has these archived mm-hmm. tapes of meetings. So I was able to sit and watch a, a two-hour tape of um, a, a public works committee meeting that took place in December of 2015. And uh, the main topic at that meeting was Red Hill Valley Parkway safety, and they were uh, they were given a presentation by CIMA, I guess is the name of the organization. That's the engineering firm uh, that has been looking into this. Um, so the the date is December 2015. So they would not have seen uh, the report from two years earlier that talked uh, explicitly about the friction issues. So it's just kind of a generalized uh, look at um, uh, there was an analysis of the various accidents that had taken place, and uh, and then there were some staff recommendations. Uh, but watching the tape and listening to the discussion around the table, it, it was clear that, that, that the councillors had absolutely no sense whatsoever of friction issues. I, John, I watched that too, and I... And, and... I, I, I would characterize this as almost a benign discussion. I mean, they were concerned about the fatalities, obviously, but there seemed to be this, this mindset that, well, you know, we've already got data from staff and, and there's nothing wrong with the road. So, uh, but, and, you know, of course, as you mentioned, that report was not in front of their eyes. No, and, and most of the discussion, I'd say the majority of the discussion was still centered on enforcement. In other words, we still think the main problem is speeding, uh, reckless driving, and so they, they even had uh, two members of the Hamilton Police Services there answering questions. Uh, there was some discussion about cat size. Um, the, the only preventative sort of discussion of any substance that I heard uh, was uh, actually Councillor Collins, who, who got quite insistent that staff provide him with a report on the cost of lighting 
the highway, which uh, lighting is certainly one of the issues that people talked about. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they, they were all over the place talking about rum, rumble strips, uh, better signage. Um, and, and then if you actually look at the reports that, that they were discussing, there are two reports, uh, one dealing strictly with the, the issue of crossing the median, and then the other report was a more detailed analysis of the safety on the highway. I think there was one paragraph uh, devoted to the issue of friction, and uh, they, they sort of noted that there may be some friction issues, uh, but they didn't uh, really make any recommendations. And, and even when you look at the staff, what staff was recommending to council, there was, a, a, there was a, an Appendix A, if you will, that here's some things that we need to do right away, uh, and the further friction testing was recommended, but that wasn't until uh, on a second list that w- would be stuff that would be done within two to three years. So it, it didn't seem like anybody, including staff, um, saw the friction issue as an urgent issue at that point, notwithstanding the fact that they did have that report from two years earlier that, that did raise a red flag. Yeah, except the question that a lot of people are asking, John, is who had that report? Well, we don't know that, and I'm I'm not going to speculate at all on that at this point because I think that's a very very serious issue, and 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 that's probably the reason to go back to your preamble why why we really need a a completely independent analysis of what happened here. As I say, I watched a, a good deal of that discussion from that tape as well, John. How I'm going to ask you to speculate just for a second here. How do you think that tone of that conversation would have changed if council been aware of that report that that obviously had not been presented to them? Well, I'm not sure um, exactly because uh, you know it would still be presented by staff to council, and um, so there would still be uh, an interpretation placed on it uh, by whoever was presenting it to council. And uh, I guess it would depend on how many counselors read the staff recommendation, which is the first four or five pages on these decks, and how many dig into the original material. I mean, it's pretty clear to me that staff did not see urgency on the um, uh, on this issue. Uh, they 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 did talk about spending forty thousand dollars to do some some further friction testing, but it was admitted at that meeting. Actually, that 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 meeting that we're discussing. Uh, there was a mention by staff that they had done friction testing, but that it was just mentioned in passing and nobody picked up on it. So who knows? Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, you rely on staff, and if they're not flagging it as an urgent issue, it's possible that it might not have changed the outcome of that meeting. Well, except that uh, that's in the eye of the beholder, obviously. Sure. I, I, and, and again, you're right, I don't want to go down that road of saying, well, this is what they probably thought they were doing. Because uh, that's for whatever review is going to be happening here is to, for them to determine. I don't want to go down that road. Uh, so many other people seem to have already, and they're pointing fingers at councillors right now and former mayors and everybody else. And it's it's really becoming a well a kind of a, a circus here about you know throwing out speculations and with the absence of fact, I guess that's going to happen. But I think we need to keep a a cool head about this. But you know, did staff not mention this as much of a big deal about the 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 friction issue because they didn't see that report either? I mean, we don't know at this stage who saw that, who has not seen that report. Uh, we know for a fact that councillors didn't see that report, which is why it would be a, a rather benign discussion for them too, because uh, according to what they were being told, especially some of the questioning by Councillor Marula at that meeting, uh, they were reassured once again that that road was either meeting or above standard for you know when it came to the composition of the road itself. 
And in the absence of any other information, that's all staff, uh, this counselors actually can rely on. Well, at one point in the meeting, staff actually told, I, th- I don't know whether it was Marula or who, who was the questioner, but they actually said that the, the pavement um, exceeded uh, uh, provincial standards. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess the question is, what, what sort of standards? There, there was a, a bunch of interesting stuff that came out of the meeting, though, and uh, we have to go back to uh, the controversy over building the highway in the first place and uh, all the stakeholder groups that, that were uh, had to be satisfied. Uh, for instance, the reason for no lighting, it was suggested, was uh, that was part of the agreement they made with the Aboriginal groups, uh, and it was to deal with the issue of light pollution, uh, in a natural valley, and and so it wasn't just a cost reason. There was a there was a, there was a stakeholder reason why the lighting uh, was so poor on on that highway. So you know, it, but the, the the whole tone of the meeting as 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 you they had all this information in front of them. They did not have that one little report that that would have possibly made a difference. But it was you know most I, my sense of the meeting uh, just listening to everyone. Uh, was that they generally thought that the major problem was speeding and careless driving, and and I don't disagree that that's a factor, but no, we also it, don't it know it is, and and we that this that meeting that that we saw in video, John, was not the only discussion they've had about the Red Hill over the last number of years. So I asked Council Marula when I had him on the program the other day. Had you seen this report, how would council have reacted? He said, well, we would have fixed the stuff right away. There's a recommendation right there that says it should be addressed immediately. He said, we would have done that. Now, I don't know what that would have done as far as fatalities or collisions on that piece of road, but it would have addressed what that consultant's report said was a failing in that road. And, of course, you can't fix something that you don't know anything about. Well, uh, one interpretation you could put on this is that is that staff saw the friction report, realized that there may be uh, uh, quite a serious problem, uh, and, and of course, we know that the the repaving of the road was bumped up by a couple of years. Um, I haven't uh, gone into that report yet, but it certainly wasn't presented to council as an urgent, immediate need. It was uh, it was not couched in in any sense of of urgency. But I'm wondering if, uh, and again, this is a totally interpretation. If staff said, okay, it looks like we have a friction problem. Uh, rather than panic the public, let's bump up the repaving and hope that we get that done and that alleviates the problem and we avoid uh, a major public hue and cry. Uh, that That's a possible interpretation, and you've sat around that table enough to know that there there would be a desire to avoid a hue and cry. Well, I understand that uh, for a number of reasons. But on the other hand, I, I would suggest that that's not their call to make. Uh, that, uh, again, they're not supposed to make policy about dis- anything like this. They're supposed to come back to council, and council makes the decisions about policy, and, and they enact whatever council tells them to do. So if somebody arbitrarily decided, I'll take matters into my own hands and I'll make the decision, they're stepping way out of the of, of bounds here. And, and I think that's one of the areas of concern that we need to look at if there's going to be some kind of a, re- a review. Yeah, and, and I think I, I can't imagine us not having an independent review at this point. Uh, I've heard not one voice saying we shouldn't do that. Uh, so uh, you've got the mayor uh, wants it. Uh, several councillors have called for it. Uh, the, uh, the mayor and Donna Skelly had a meeting yesterday. Uh, she's calling for it. So I, I can't imagine that we aren't going to get that report uh, or that review. I guess the question is, you know, it will unfold um, as these things do over a lengthy period of time and there may be 
you know, some impatience to, to get at it quickly, but um, it looks like we're going to get that review for sure. Well, and I'm not anticipating anything like the Mueller probe down south or anything like that. I, I you know, and I, I know some people may want to see heads roll. I, I just want to get to the truth and find out where this thing stopped, why it stopped, and and you know, obviously we've seen some of the consequences of this. But I mean, it's it's pretty important that we get some clarity on this and maybe a redefinition of who's supposed to do what uh, when it comes to issues of reports and and release of reports. As we found out yesterday, there are a number of other reports about traction on that road that still have not been released to the public, which begs the question: Why not? Well, uh, that that was the other thing that came out of the meeting and the various reports. Is it, it looks like there had been several um, traction studies done on the highway over a period of time. Uh, It's going to be a tricky issue um, in some ways about telling staff uh, what they have to release. Uh, I can see a scenario where counselors just get buried in minutiae, and and very quickly it becomes a case of uh, uh, there's so much stuff here I can't follow any of it. Um, it, it's you know at the end of the day you 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 want to trust people you you want to engage people that you trust and um, you know it's going to be interesting to find out what what was the actual reason for this report not being flagged. Uh, Got to remember our our staff uh, in public works we have engineers and uh, you know the, the people with um, uh, credentials and it's possible there could be a uh, a professional disagreement about the findings. Yeah, in, in in which case I would suggest then the, the the protocol there is release the report and just say, well, look, at, this is how we feel about this. Uh, these are the results, but we disagree, and here's why. Uh, and have a discussion or even a debate about that, not arbitrarily say, I don't think they should see this because I don't think it's a very good report. That's that's not their call to make. No, absolutely. Uh, but it, it's going to set up an interesting dynamic because, um, you know, the people that were there at the time are not there now. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see even if you're going to be able to get people to uh, uh, participate in the review. If it's a judicial review, my understanding is that uh, subpoenas can be issued and testimony is given under oath, so it changes the dynamic a lot. John, yeah, we're just uh, right up against the clock right now. Really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking about this today. We'll stay in touch. My pleasure, Bill. You betcha. John Best, publisher of the Bay Observer. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.